Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren, and thank you, my dear listener. Thank you for being here today. You have chosen wisely. This is an extraordinary show. A lot of stuff's going to happen today, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, number one, well, let's talk about let's talk about our guest co-host today. Not in the studio, but with us, joining us from his palatial mansion in San Francisco, California, I believe. Rodney Miller is an executive coach, a business advisor to venture-backed startups. If you don't have venture capital backing, don't even bother contacting him. He's been coaching individuals and training groups to create a more fulfilling life since 2008, which means next year will be his 10th year as a full-time professional coach. Former president of the St. Louis chapter of the International Coach Federation, a leader at Accomplishment Coaching. His coaching practice, check this out, this is my favorite part of his bio, of his story, of his life. A drill sergeant in the Army, that's right, a non-commissioned officer in the Army, the United States Army, currently in the Army Reserves, and the founder of Absent Father podcast available on iTunes wherever fine podcasts are available we're delighted to welcome Rodney to our microphone hello sir thank you glad to be here thanks for being had as we like to say um, tell us uh, one thing one good thing about being in the army or the army reserve well there's there's uh, two places that I learned about leadership one is accomplishment coaching uh, but the first one was the army and what most people don't know about the army is that it is an extraordinary culture of leadership. It's not the, the dictatorial perception that I think most people have. Great. What's the, um, what's something if you could give to all leaders that you learn in the army that you would just like magic, wave your magic wand and give to all leaders everywhere? The coolest thing about army leadership is that the focus is a hundred percent responsibility. Um, so taking, uh, you know, as an army leader, you take, uh, 24 7 responsibility in a holistic way whereas maybe in a typical way you think about it just in the terms of you know what is the work output but really thinking about the whole human being and being responsible as a leader for that mm. that's great so w wave your magic wand and give everybody full ownership full responsibility being 100 percent them and zero percent whatever the other person is the circumstances the dog ate it whatever exactly Beautiful. Sounds yeah. like a great place to come from as a coach. Um, you used to be in St. Louis. What's uh, something you notice about moving to the left coast, the, San, the great wilds of the San Francisco Bay Area? Well, for what I pay for my two-bedroom house, I would have a palatial mansion in St. Louis. That's the first thing I notice. <laughs> True. Um, but the thing I love the most about the Bay Area in particular, obviously famous for being next to Silicon Valley, is that uh, the sense of possibility here and the sense of abundance is just out of this world. Um, what people are working on, what people think is possible is, is really special. It's interesting. There's a, um, a movement, you're perhaps aware of it from, uh, you know, places like Fast Company and Wired Magazine just had uh, spreads on it, that, 
you know, there's some pull for people to move away from Silicon, <coughs> pardon me, Silicon Valley because it's, you know, overloaded, too much traffic, too many VCs, too much of everything. Any, any sense of that? Any sense that people are moving away to find greener pastures elsewhere? Or is it still sort of a mecca? Well, it's still definitely a mecca uh, because all the talent is here, all the resources are here, and like you said, the venture venture companies are here. But I do notice that, um, and, and Tim Ferriss, one of my favorite uh, thought leaders, uh, just moved away from the Bay Area and wrote a big article about this, and you can find it on Reddit and Tim Ferriss. Um, but he talked about how, you know, 15% of the people, and this is his words, 15% of the people are the people that we're talking about, you know, really visionary, truly talented. Um, and that a lot of the other people are just chasing, uh, chasing a dream and really not serious or that high level of talent that people associate with Silicon Valley. So I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think that uh, a lot of people are working very hard here and maybe not living great lives. And uh, that is a challenge. That is yeah. a challenge here. And what a great opportunity for a coach, yeah. Absolutely. And coach is. I, uh, I imagine it's kind of like the golden age of Hollywood where all the starlet wannabes sort of move to Hollywood to be discovered it as they're a waiter, you know, somewhere. Um, yeah. Everybody has their own. Everybody has a startup here. It's I hilarious. Hate. I hate to break this up, but we need to talk about the International Coach Federation. I know that you are a member, you enjoy a credential, and one of the things that the International Coach Federation does is it provides instant credibility for its members, like you and me, uh, and it does that through credentialing, sure, and giving people the MCC, PCC, and ACC designations once we've earned it. But um, I'm just delighted to be in our fourth, almost our fifth year, of media partnership with the International Coach Federation, and it gives us an opportunity to support the fine people that work in the organization, the world's largest organization of professionally trained coaches. Um, Rodney, give you an opportunity here to, to shout out to the ICF. You're a, a former president, as am I, of your local chapter. You are um, somebody who went and got your credential and supports the International Coach Federation. What's something that maybe most people wouldn't think of first when it comes to the ICF that you love about them or that you've enjoyed or, or gotten value from? Well, I think there's two quick things. One is is uh, participating as an active board member in the St. Louis ICF chapter, as well as the Bay Area ICF chapter. Um, I, you know, like most coaches, I'm like, I don't have the time. There's a meeting at this, mm -hmm. you know, sometime in the evening. But what I got was uh, extraordinary collaboration and community with other coaches that not only was enriching to my personal and professional development, but but really meant uh, actual business opportunities as a coach. Uh, you know, they're connected to networks that I wasn't, and it really fast forwarded uh, my business. Uh, within a few years, I was uh, working in organizations that I would never have been in had I not been a part of the ICF. Great. I, um, one of my favorite things is the amount of information available on the website. If you go to coachfederation.org, you'll find uh, not only a storehouse of research. I love that their director of research is also their director of education. So they take the, you know, what they find in research and immediately make it available to us as educational opportunities, both in regional things or just free online opportunities to get your CCEUs or to find out more about what's happening in coaching. The ICF is truly uh, a value 
in our profession. They're committed to developing the profession, committed to developing the people in it. And, you know, lots of ongoing opportunities for training and development, both local and in-person as well as on the web. Basically, if you haven't been to an ICF chapter meeting, we want you to go. And if you haven't been to their website, coachfederation.org, or if you ha- even if you have and you just got a couple minutes, go there now and check out the vast amount of free information and resources there. And then do what we did and become a member and support the International Coach Federation and go find your local meeting. If, there, if there's meetings globally, and as uh, you may know, we have people here once every quarter representing the ICF. We just had their director of research and education, but in the past we've had their executive director and their executive uh, in charge of membership and in charge of the chapters and lots of things. So check out those interviews, but also go immediately to coachfederation.org and we thank them for their support. All right. Uh, Well, Rodney, you're doing a great job. Any, Any questions, any concerns today? No. I'm excited about our first guest. Ora, now we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk to Ora about how to pronounce the last name here. But uh, Ora, I, I, we come to know Ora through the work. Uh, the Glass Elevator is a book, the, a guide to leadership presence for women on the rise. But lately, Ora's worked on Career Blast, a micro learning video platform for busy, ambitious professionals to fuel their careers. You can find out more by going to the website Ora O R A Coaching dot com. Please welcome to our microphones. Aura, Aura, how do we say your last name? You know what? Let's avoid it. I like to be like Oprah and just go with my first name. There aren't it's that many Auras. Difficult. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Let's go with Aura. Do people sometimes say you have a great Aura? Aura? Yes, yeah, they that, do. That's the only thing. And I hope I do. <laughs> Rodney, what would you like to know from Ms. Aura? For the record, I would pronounce it Chatal, but we'll leave it there. Um, well, She's, Aura, not telling. She's not telling you. I'd love to know a little bit about, you know, your thoughts on leadership presence and what are the critical elements of of leadership presence as you see it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you know, and probably all our listeners know, uh, people throw around words like executive presence and leadership presence, and uh, they don't always define it. And I set out to really understand what makes professionals successful. And having worked with both men and women in lots of great companies for over 20 years, I kind of figured out what makes them successful. And that's how I came to my own definition of leadership presence. So leadership presence is what makes a leader successful. It has three main components. It's your ability to engage, connect, and influence. And each of those three elements has three specific behaviors. So I can uh, go through them super quickly, but you can also see them clearly in a model that I built. It's on oracoaching.com. When we talk about engaging, um, that's how we show up nonverbally. I call that executive presence. It's how we communicate with impact. It's how we listen to learn. When we talk about connecting, it's obviously about building powerful relationships, both inside the company and outside the company. How do you optimize individuals? How do you optimize the whole team's performance? And then finally, when we talk about influence, that's about your ability to champion an idea in your organization or company or environment all the way to the top. It's about building what I call a personal brand in the workplace and in the marketplace. And it's also about handling those sticky, messy transitions that come up all the time. Mm, What's an example of that? Uh, well, in tra- transitions. Well, in terms of transitions, you can have the individual personal ones or you can have the organizational ones. 
So an individual transition could be, hey, I was just promoted. I used to have one job, and now it feels like I have 10 jobs. Or organizationally, there could be change in the workplace. Um, you could have just acquired a company, and, and the workplace is going through the integration of two cultures. I've seen that a lot. Um, you could have been brought in in an acquisition of a company. Um, that's certainly an organizational challenge. It's chaos. It's messy. And um, to be successful, you have to move, maneuver through those difficult times, not only those those easy times. It's a... I appreciate so much the distinction that you made. I'm wondering, is there a difference between executive presence and leadership presence? Uh, according to my definition, there is. Leadership presence is much more all-encompassing and comprehensive, so it includes, it includes the nine must-have behaviors that you can see in my model. Um, I view executive presence um, more as how we show up non-verbally. Hmm. Such as? Just a, uh, when the we talk about non-verbally, non that's uh, visually, that's vocally, right? You know, there there are certain people that come into the room and you go, hmm, that person is making you know his or her mark. I'm noticing that person before that person even speaks verbally. Mm -hmm. What is it that that leader does when that leader enters the room? There are things that are going on both vocally. I, I think before I said verbally, I meant to say vocally, uh, vocally and visually which are interesting and make a difference. Well, I'm, I'm interested in this, and forgive me for a left turn. I promise to get back to the main river in just a moment. But the, <laughs> uh, the, one of the things that we talk about as an ICF core competency, and I know you're an executive coach and have been for years, making a huge difference in lots of big-name organizations and with lots of uh, high-level executives. What do you consider to be the difference in coaching presence as opposed to executive or leadership presence, as you've sort of detailed them here? What is, I, I want to just make sure I fully understand your, your question. What is coaching presence? Right. So there's a core competency that talks about coaching presence, and it's uh, one of those things that's sort of always been, uh, in my mind at least, sort of vaguely described. Do you know what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. either have a coaching presence or you don't. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm interested in comparing that to a leadership or an executive presence. Is this mm -hmm. um, The way I think about coaching presence, and by the way, both coaches and professionals can have coaching presence, mm -hmm. Um, it's how we listen to others. Uh, uh, Rodney, she said, Rodney, she said how we listen to others. Gotcha. Yeah, thanks. Go ahead, Or. Yeah. Um, you know, fundamentally, our ongoing success comes not from how we speak, mm -hmm. not how from we tell, but how we support others. And the first step in supporting others is listening to them. And as a coach, we break that down into, like, fundamental skills um, that help us. Um, we can also help the leaders and professionals we support in breaking down listening into fundamental scientific pieces so they can become better coaching leaders in the workplace. Everyone kind of has this notion, oh, you know, I need to, to listen more, right? But... Listening, you know, zipping up your mouth at, at a two-hour meeting is virtually impossible. So I say that there are three ways to talk while you listen, and that is coaching presence. So one way, of course, is just to ask questions, to ask probing questions, like, tell me more, what else? Um, another way is to, of course, paraphrase, to, it's not simply echoing back um, to make someone feel heard. It's also checking your clarity and encouraging the others to elaborate. I think, hmm, 
even, you know, the class, do I hear you right? You believe that, you know, ICF is essential for your career success as a coach. And I pause and you're saying, yeah, but it's more than that. And then you'll elaborate. So the second way we talk is by paraphrasing. And the third way we can have coaching presence or talk while we listen is by empathizing. Um, There's a lot of motion in the workplace. No one checks emotions at the door. Work is very, very personal, very emotional. So in those meetings with other people, how can we sense what the other person is feeling? How can we empathize? Maybe it would sound like, wow, this is a really serious issue to you. Or, wow, you sound very annoyed or disturbed or upset by what's going on. Pause to listen and to go deeper with the person you're talking to. I love I love what you're saying, Laura. And, you know, one of the things that I'm curious about is, uh, you know, oftentimes when you're working with a leader, um, especially the ones that are on the way to an executive level, I'm curious about the differentiation you have there, too, but... How do you how do you convince or uh, talk a leader into working on some of these softer skills that are absolutely part of the executive presence, um, but that they may not think that that's what they need to do? You know, they may think that it's about you know how do I get my people to do stuff or you know <laughs> communicate better, whatever the hard skills they think it is, and how do you get mm-hmm. them to? Um, address the the underlying elements that contribute to executive presence or leader presence? Right. So self-awareness is definitely, you know, step number one in terms of change. You're not going to change anything um, unless you have some kind of awareness of what you are, both in terms of huge strength um, and in terms of opportunities to develop. So in terms of my own process in the workplace, I always do an interview-based 360. So I go into the workplace and I'll talk to about a dozen people in my client's realm. I'll talk to seniors and peers and direct reports and any other stakeholders that can reflect intelligently on my client. And I'll probe deeply myself. I'll say, you know, tell me about where my client is super effective. Tell me where they could be more effective. If you were going to choose just one thing that would make the biggest positive difference in my client's leadership or management, what one thing would you pick? So I'll probe deeply, and I'll uh, pull all that data together. So I have a really good picture, a 360-degree picture of what the workplace is saying about my client, both in terms of what they cherish and what they want to see change. Then I'll learn a lot from my client. Now, if we just work on what the workplace is interested in, and it means nothing to my client, we're going to get nowhere. And if we just work on something important to my client that's not relevant to the workplace, we're going to get nowhere, right? So my job as a coach is to find that sweet spot, you know, that point of intersection between what the company is saying and what's in my client's gut. And once we together find that sweet spot, we can articulate the coaching goal. And the coaching goal will be about leadership presence. It will be about how we communicate, how we connect, how we contribute at a higher, more strategic level in the company. I think that's a really great, an excellent point, like that part about finding the sweet spot. And I think that certainly for uh, newer coaches or coaches looking to get into the organizational environment, it sounds like that that particular skill is really important, which I imagine you would say comes from practice. Yeah, that, that, that step number one, goal articulation, is hugely important. And I'd say to the newer coaches, make sure you define measures of success up front. 
you know, what will it, how will your client feel? Uh, how will, what will your client be doing differently? How will your client be perceived? And, you know, just like a little bit of word of caution, it's not only good for coaching, but you might be called on it, um, you know, by HR or some kind of leader at the end when they're looking over your progress with the client. I remember way back years ago, uh, I was meeting at the close of engagement with an, with an HR leader, and the HR leader said, oh, I, I heard the client still speaks too quickly. You know, we, we, you, you know, nothing's changed. And I calmly said, let's look back over the goal and the measures of success we defined six months ago and check in on those things. And, of course, lo and behold, speaking quickly had nothing to do with the coaching engagement. So nice. uh, it's very, very not only for, for success and for positive outcome and transformation, it's important to, to, to articulate the goals and the measures of success very very carefully, but it's also important for business. There's there's so much gold here for, for coaches, and I know that some of our listeners are uh, up-and-coming executive coaches or people who look up to you. You've, you've done and are a lot of what people want, a successful executive coach, an author, and a speaker. Aura, what, what advice do you have for coaches that are either not quite where you are or you know aspire to be where you are and work with the level of executives with whom you work? All right. So the, the first thing I want to just say is that, you know, we're, we're living in a very crowded space, we coaches right now. Um, you know, everyone is suddenly a coach or everyone wants to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Everyone and their uh, dog and cat. Yeah, and his dog and his cat and his brother and sister and also the, the person who's gainfully employed is planning on retiring and becoming a coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, so there are a lot, a lot of coaches in the marketplace. Uh, so it's essential that you differentiate yourself in some way. You need to find your niche. Now, you may not know it today, so don't panic, right? Like, we're not sure what it is today, but as you, as you begin to coach, even if you're doing it pro bono, you know, w- with your friends, you know, begin to take note of what do you do that's a little bit different than everyone else. How do you do your coaching uniquely? Um, or are you working with a certain niche of people more successfully than others? Are you drawn to the millennial population? Are you drawn to the second career population? Are you drawn to people of a certain psychographic, maybe traditional workers who want to leave their careers and do something of, you know, funky or groovy? Um, so watch carefully and find, find your niche because it's really, I mean, unless you have the marketing budget of a Pepsi-Cola mm. or a Coca-Cola, it's, it's going to be very hard to market yourself to the entire world. It's so much easy, easier to market yourself to your small niche that you understand and that you produce phenomenal results with. Great. What, what's the biggest mistake people are making? Is it not differentiating themselves or is there something bigger? Um, well, I think I think that's one of the biggest. They actually have a. Um, I've created a little PDF if any of our listeners want uh, as my little gift. Nine mistakes uh, coaches make oh, and nine that, tips yeah. to help you overcome them. So at the end of the call, we'll make sure that everyone um, can get access to that. So I actually think there are nine mistakes that coaches make, and yeah, one of the real biggies um, is that they don't they don't niche. It's you know I I, I meet coaches that say what do you do? Oh, you know I consult I. I work with, you know, Christian-based youth, and I work with 30-somethings, and I also work with millennials, and I'm trying to get into the corporate space. And, you know, no one's going to remember you if that's your lead-in, right? 
So you have to be very clear about who you, who you serve and how you do it uniquely. Um, so that's one thing. Um, I think because everyone's interested in business development, I'll say a word also about marketing here. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a, you know, a perpetually interesting thing to coaches. Um, I just want to say something. Well, everyone, you know, should have a website. Website is not marketing. <laughs> Let's just get that out there. Um, it's it's a really crowded, noisy world out there, and it takes more than just a website to get your valuable message heard. Uh, now, it's a, website is a helpful tool. It's kind of like a very big business card, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a storefront, but you have to get people in there. So it has to be only one element of how you communicate with your target market. Um, so in thinking about communicating, how do you like to communicate? Uh, some people love to speak to audiences. Some don't. Some like to do podcasts like you're doing. Um, some people like to publish blogs or articles. I love to do video. Some people are social media mavens. Um, you know, find the way that you want to communicate in order to market the value you bring to your audience. Beautiful. Our time has flown by, and we're down to our last minute. I know you uh, mentioned that you wanted people to get this nine, um, I want to say it right, nine. Nine career-killing career mistake coaches make yeah. and nine tips to correct them. How do we get Yeah. Them? Okay, so this is a, um, a new techie way to do it. Um, you're going to text me. And here's my number. Uh, the text number, uh, the number is 601-990-2096. I will repeat that. 601-990-2096. And you're going to text me just one word. And the word you're going to text me is coach. We all know how to spell that. Yes. Text me the word coach. And then you'll get some instructions that come up on your phone. And you just follow the, the questions, and you will get this ebook, Nine Career Killing Mistake Coaches Make, and Nine Tips to Correct Them, immediately delivered um, to your personal inbox. Perfect. And thank you so much for that. What a, what a delightful gift. All right. Uh, with uh, 10 seconds left in our time together, what would you like to leave our uh, listeners with today? If you could say something to 50,000 coaches, what would you have us uh, leave with today? All right, so I'll make it, uh, I'll make it uh, a several-sentence close. Um, first, to be successful, do darn good work. Show results, and you will be referred. That's great. I know that you have more, and it's so great to talk to you. You can find out more about Aura by going to AuraCoaching.com. Find out all about her book, The Executive Coaching, and where she's going to be speaking next. In addition, if you want to talk more to Rodney, well, stay with us. He'll be with us. But you can also go to STLCoaching.com. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 
Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. 